0: everyone this is brett uh we had a special guest this episode who is calling in to talk about organizing so please forgive the audio quality or any hiccups it turns out that the venn diagram of podcasters and organizers isn't a perfect circle and so weirdly there's organizers without mics Uh, so our organizer we had on for this episode was calling in please forgive the audio issues there are some really really interesting things that they brought to the table so enjoy let us know what you think Thanks for joining us. This is Dumb and Awful. This is Brett at Relentless Board. This is John at uh, Cali underscore TFF. This is Rob at Dumb and Awful. And this week we have with us uh, Elvin who's going to talk to us a little bit about the street pride parade and the protest against that stupid
1: Ow! bullshit. Hell yeah. Finally a day just for us. <laughs> I'm tired of having to live in a world that's so gay all the time. Just one day I'd like to be able to walk out in public and just hold my partner's hand without feeling judged. You know, I want to be able to love who I love in my city and and have people respect that because being straight is great. You know, it's not just about heteronormativity. It's about punching holes in walls, uh, covering your father-in-law too aggressively during flag football after Thanksgiving. It's about (laughs) gourds, all the gourds, going to them, buying them, checking them out fighting viciously for the entire duration of a Carnival Cruise Line cruise. It's it's about khakis, never coming, divorce, blue and white gingham shirts. Everyone sort of dressing their partner in a way that aesthetically pleases them and then their partner does the same thing and over about four years you just reach a middle point of dressing exactly like the other person <laughs> and really having one personality between you that everyone hates. You know, this is... This is what being straight is about. It's about abandoning your couple's dog at a shelter, and I guess like <laughs> I guess like you know finding an amazing, fulfilling rapport with a loving partner that supports you. And you try I, again. I haven't seen that with my eyes, you know. So I, I, I'm taking that on faith. But <laughs> it's nice that someone took the time to really celebrate this beautiful thing that so many people in this country experience. And Elvin, why did you feel the need to tear that down? Or first introduce yourself. Oh, Hello. yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. You got me teed off. So <laughs> <laughs> you come for
2: heteronormativity, brother, you're going to have to go through me. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Elvin. I'm uh, with the group uh, called Solidarity Against Hate Boston. Uh, you can find us at... Uh, BOS underscore solidarity and uh, it's great to be on the show and to talk about the uh, uh, The friggin straight pride parade and the counter-protest and uh, the uh, Massive amount of police brutality that happened uh, You know last weekend
1: obviously BOS underscore solidarity very important to remember and go check out that at I say that because I'm a magnanimous guy Uh, I had that handle, Elvin. I think most people know that I had that originally, and that was for my Brotherhood of Steel role-playing circle. Now, now, IRC has very much dropped off, and so it didn't seem... Honestly, at a certain point, it felt selfish to keep the handle, and I feel like you are doing another sort of good in a way. Again, (laughs) it's not humanizing the Brotherhood through florid prose, but it's still fine. And so, again, (laughs) at BOS underscore solidarity... If you want to get involved, that's enough mutual aid for a lifetime. <laughs> uh, well, what was the straight pride parade about,
0: though? Yeah, so uh, before we kick off, so uh, Elvin, you
1: helped organize the the protest against the straight pride parade, correct? What does that mean? You can yeah. just do that. You can just organize things. You know, people talk about organizing on the left a lot. What does that actually mean? Because I think some people have the idea, at least in New York, there are like community organizer. Jobs that like unions have and and that's a professional thing, but for most people that's not going to be their reality so when you organize this sort of counter to the straight pride parade Can you just sort of take us through the steps like from the moment? How did you even get into organizing? yeah, Yeah from how did you begin and what's the moment where you say I'm going to do something about this?
2: Sure, so back in 2017 back in May It was the first Boston free speech rally that happened, you know, pretty close after Trump's inauguration, and that happened on the Boston Common. And, you know, people back then, like, knew what to expect, so like, they knew what was coming, and it ended up being exactly what people expected. People showed up, uh, you know, on the right side with, like, Weapons and like these Kakistani flags, and like the you know, Kyle Chapman and the fraternal order of the old knights was there, and like the Proud Boys. That's so embarrassing, I don't even know what it
1: is. And I am basically a lexicon of embarrassment. I've been told that by several
2: exes. Yeah, it's good to save yourself from even knowing. But um, (laughs) they came to the Boston Common, there was a counter protest to that, but uh, they ended up outnumbering us. And I wasn't really there for that, but um, they ended up outnumbering us uh, about like um, by a little bit. But um, to hear about that afterwards, and to hear that there was these gangs of like Nazis roaming the streets in Boston, like looking for fights, and uh, that you know we were uh, the left was outnumbered, um, you know that um, that scared me, and uh, I was just kind of uh, getting reborn into my own kind of like activist like politics at the time was right after like trump got elected uh and i think a lot of people were feeling this way um and so you know that's kind of something that i watched out for then uh the events of uh like unite the right happened in charlottesville and that scared me even more you know now two events happening like pretty close together where you know nazis right after trump got elected are in the streets uh with torches um killing people. So um, you know, right away I was like, wait, hold on a second. Like Jesus Christ, like are Nazis about to like take over like the streets and like the government and like everything completely? And um Yeah. So the answer (laughs) answer to that. that. Yeah. The answer ended up being yes. So uh the the um that Boston Free Speech Group ended up having another rally Um, on the Boston Common in August 2017, uh, right after like a week after Charlottesville.
0: Right, yeah, I remember uh, that one.
2: Everybody was very pissed about that. Um, Oh, yeah. A couple of uh, organizers in Boston, um, you know, a couple of like, uh, you know, women, people of color, um, they organized, they just got this event out right away that uh, ended up garnering like 45,000 people. And so I went to that. Yeah, and, I was uh, there as well. Went down to the Boston Common with a group of my friends, and uh, we saw that they like, this was before the march had even gotten there. They were already surrounded by 20,000 people. So we were standing there, we were being loud, we were chanting, you know, thinking about ways of how to. So back in August 2017, there were these uh, large like barriers all around the bandstand of the Boston common, like a ring, like three rings of barriers. Right. Yeah. I remember that. Oh, wow. uh, well, they're ve- so- they look, they're very fragile. You know, it's like a porcelain <laughs> figure.
1: If you want to keep them and have them appreciate and value, you, you can't let anyone play with them.
0: And just like porcelain,
1: <laughs> they're incredibly white.
2: Yeah. That's and a And we good, definitely yeah. do want to play with them. Yeah. <laughs> so, um,
1: I assume play with them in the way that like I played with all of my toys, which is just by smashing them together and then telling my mom that I was doing imagination.
0: <laughs> so you saw all this Nazi stuff happening. It was terrifying, and you thought, I need to do something. So why didn't you just go on Twitter?
1: <laughs> That's what I did. It works great.
0: That's where, like, where you did the real-world thing, I'm super intrigued by. So what happened? How did you go from, like, this is terrifying to doing real-world praxis?
2: Because during that thing in August 2017, we went to the common, and after an hour, after, like, 45 minutes of being there, the Nazis had to step down. They had to run away. They got escorted out of the common by the police. And it was one of the best feelings in my entire life, like, swear to God, like, um, <laughs> like imagine doing something political, like voting, like fucking like trying to per- pressure the government to doing this or that, like nothing ever changes, like nothing ever, you never get a win. I don't know if right. you do, it comes like 10 years later and it's watered down. But in that moment, like we won, we actually like set out to, we, we accomplished what we set out to do. And I was like, we. I'm, every time they come back, I'm gonna be here. And every time they come back, we're gonna beat them.
1: You gotta ride that high, baby. Guys, I know on the left, like you're only used to losing. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna communicate something from my family to you because you guys are in a way my family. It's okay, it's fine, it's whatever. All the listeners, you're also my family, especially if you, you know, subscribe on Patreon. Uh, <laughs> like it feels good to have actually your political will realized you know to actually have a political idea to take a political action and have it lead to anything is so alien in america that elvin that makes total sense to me Uh, how many times did you have to vote for clinton and obama and fucking john Kerry and pretend you cared about swift boats and here you actually like get out there and do something and it has an effect it doesn't have to have the biggest effect the fact that it has an effect is makes it so much better there's a clear so,
0: enemy and you routed them that feels fucking incredible the
1: rights used to this because they win all the time and force everyone to, to deal with it yep but this is probably of the sort of stuff that we need to see more because as you realize like it it works so what did you go
0: from there like you you were like the holy shit this feels amazing how do i make sure we continue this
2: well uh <laughs> that's kind of maybe like the uh the origin story of uh, solidarity against hate. Um, Let's hear it. Well, that's something that we're still trying to figure out uh, how we're going to tell the world. Uh, A lot of what we do is uh, very secret and mysterious. And, uh, you know, especially considering the events of last Saturday and all the repression from the state that we're seeing, uh, you know, don't want to give too much of the game away. But, um, I do want to say that eventually I do want to let people know this because, uh, and I don't want to like, you know, try to hype up something that I can't tell you about, but like what (laughs) we, what we've done in Boston is special. And, uh, I see it being a template that can be used in other cities and we're not perfect. We're still trying to figure things out. Uh, but like I've, uh. Like I was thinking back in uh, 2017, every time they come out, we're going to be back out there and it's like rung true for this group. Like we have been out there every time. So, uh, you know, I'm really happy to report that.
0: So can I ask, we all agree leftists are sexy and mysterious and we all love them and they do amazing work. Did you just start talking to people you knew? Like, did you set out with the intention of like, I'm going to help found an organization to stop this shit? I'm just very curious about that bit because that bit seems really hard for most of us, right? To go from this is awful to doing things.
2: Yeah, so uh, originally um, it was a group of me and my friends, like me and my close friends. We got into doing politics together after Trump got elected, uh, kind of as a response to Trump getting elected. Um, But maybe through them or maybe through kind of like just, uh, doing like getting that political work started before this whole, like, uh, you know, fascist stuff kicked off. Um, we, I had contacts like within like the political world and like, you know, like I knew people in like different organizations, like, such as like the DSA and, uh, like we, like, you know, we, uh, would like talk and figure out, I don't know, what are we going to do? So, um, i happen to, i happen to know i guess i got i got lucky in knowing the right people i think uh which helped me like be at the right place in the right time to kind of like uh help start stuff stuff up but um
0: but that also sounds like you started at the smallest possible group unit you knew your. let's say it's like i'm gonna make up a number so nobody gets caught out here but you knew like six people and you're like the six of us are gonna do shit
2: there are groups likely in, you know, your city, you know, any listener listening to this in your city. Uh, well, I'm in New that York City, are... so that there are no real socialists here. Don't worry about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm just kidding. I love you, North Brooklyn, DSA. But, like, they are doing this, you know. So, uh, like, they, uh, um, you know, they, um, and most anti-fascists don't start off doing anti-fascism. And they're not doing anti-fascism. Maybe nowadays they are. <laughs> but they're not trying to do anti-fascism full time. Uh, you know, they're interested in doing other sorts of like left, like revolutionary type work. So, um, you know, if, uh, and those are typically the best people in these things to reach out to, to come to your events. So, um, you know, if you yeah. can work with groups people like who are, that, regular I'm fucking off.
0: people who are just pissed off and want something to change. Yeah. So let's get to that. So you started with a small group of friends and you guys built from there. Right. And then, so, tell me about this this actual straight Pride Parade. I, you know, I, I heard the idea floated, like, eight months ago by some dipshit right-winger on Twitter, but I have no idea what the fuck the impetus was for this, or how Boston allowed it. I'm
1: not surprised. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so, yeah, I'm just curious about how, like, how the how the Pride Parade went and how you guys organized against it, because... John actually went to it, so we'll get to that in a minute. But part of the reason he heard about it, and he knew that there was action against it, was because you reached out and let us know. And so he, in his area, wanted to go. I'm like, you made that connection. We made sure we got another body there, at least. So I'm just curious how like you guys got to that point.
2: Right. So to tie this back again to August 2017, the Straight Pride Parade is being organized by that same group of people that helped put on the uh, events of august 2017 in boston they've rebranded themselves <laughs> yeah they've uh, i mean they've gone they've undergone like you know a few name changes you know maybe technically boston free speech wasn't some of, like some of the organizers that are in it today but they've all been working together so you know in august 2017 they were called boston free speech um and then in November 2017, they've changed their name to Resist Marxism, where it's <laughs> being like under the umbrella of this that, umbrella organization.
1: That bit I agree with because I've tried to read the Communist Manifesto. It's fucking boring. There's no pictures. Basically, zero titties through the whole thing. <laughs> except like a little thing that Engels, I guess, drew on the side. Like, And it's okay. Actually, it's pretty good. Engels pretty good at that particularly.
2: Um, but um, the reason why they might have changed their name from Resist Marxism is that They've been coming to events uh, and they've been counter-protesting events, making events of their own for the past two years. And like I said before, at every one of these things, we've been coming out and shutting them down. And um, I think that this resist Marxism uh, name has become so toxic even to them or to like amongst other organizers on the right that they needed a rebrand. And super happy fun America, I mean, ain't it. First of all, but <laughs> like, it's, I guess what they're trying to do.
0: So, what's what's their current name called?
2: <sighs> Super Happy
0: Fun America. Wait, that's their actual name. Sorry, I thought you were doing a bit. No, that that's
1: their name. Yeah. Oh, oh, my bad. Okay, that's if if you're dumb enough, anything can be irony. <laughs> <laughs> that's such an insane thing to be like. Yeah, I'll tell you what we'll do is we'll get permits. You know the stuff that anyone with. can do we're gonna get (laughs) permits in all these cities and we're gonna be like guess what we love being straight And once gay people see that straight people exist It's gonna blow their fucking mind. They're gonna be like I don't even care about my loving partner anymore And they're gonna get in line. Nazis are some of the smartest people you'll ever meet
0: (laughs) Super happy fun America. So they get their permits. They're doing the straight pride parade and you guys get into motion
2: Yeah so, uh, we heard about this back in June, um, started organizing, uh, against this, um, the, this is the first time that we've had, like, I think like a really good social media presence, uh, leading up to this. And, uh, we like made a, like a Twitter account for this, you know, like, um, just like a lot of it is just like, it's just so much work to like put things together like this. It's like more than you would think. So, um,
0: Tell us, we genuinely don't know.
2: I mean, he's like, even just like making a Facebook post and like, you know,
0: like, so you guys, so you have to do the outreach. So you guys are doing like online social media outreach as you prep for us. So you start in June for an event, uh, for labor day.
1: And what does that look like? Um, I, I know it seems like old news for you, but I think a lot of people who are in communities, I'm thinking of like mandatory OT right now, right? They're a great podcasts. They're Maoists. They operate out of Appalachia. And they're like unionizing shit and they're doing what they can, right? I think a lot of people listening are like, okay, so then you started organizing on Facebook. What does that look like? When you decide you need to to counter protest, are these just like you reaching out to your friends? Are you – what is this? Like be honestly as specific as possible because people would like to do it, but it's intimidating to – take an idea and turn it into the straight pride counter protest was incredible and got national attention. So if this is something that people can do,
2: they should know, right? That's a really good question. I guess I'd never, I guess I'm so like deep in the weeds that I not thought of that, but, um, so one thing that you can do is that there's a lot of stakeholders um when the fascists come to town you know it's like uh you know it's not just your anti-fascist groups or your socialist groups uh you know the fascists if they're left alone they'll start targeting uh people of color they'll target queer people um, they'll target immigrants and like uh muslims and so um those are all excellent groups to approach for your counter protest to say you know, you know, listen, like uh, everyone's skin is in the game and uh, there's likely, you know, groups within those groups that uh, are kind of thinking about this organizing already or that are leaning that way already. So um, a lot of, of the counter protests that I've been to, for example, feature the local DSA chapter. Um, and that would be an excellent place, I think, to start if you wanted to start getting counter protests together. Uh, DSA recently put together a uh, national anti fascist working group. Uh, and although I'm not too privy to uh, what's going on in the DSA or like their uh, working group, uh, it sounds like a positive step in the right direction. So, um, one like it's, it's not just getting individuals, it's getting um, groups and it's getting, it's making sure that everybody in these, it's making sure that these groups have a seat at the table when it comes to organizing. And um, so that they are like actually a part of it and rather, and not just like bodies on the ground, you know?
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. So it's not... It's not a like, hey, we're running this thing. You need to show up. It's a, this is happening. We'd like to do something. And you reach out to local organizations. I've never heard anybody describe as stakeholder management, which is basically what that is, which is really funny. But you're reaching out to these groups and saying, these people fucking hate you. We both know this. We both know we need to stop these assholes like from getting into our community in any way, shape, or form. Please join us. Um, come, come help us figure this out, right?
2: Like collaboratively. It uh, might not, it might not always work, you know, uh, be, be diplomatic about it. And if people uh, disagree with your strategy or your tactics, um, listen to them, um, you know, that's, um, but most importantly, uh, the way that we beat them is with our numbers. There's way more leftists out there. There's way more people uh, that are leftists or that lean left out there than there are people that are like Nazis or on the alt right. And when we bring out the crowds, even if we can't get in the way of their parade or stop their parade from happening, uh, we can still drown them out with our voices and with megaphones and things like that and uh, demoralize them to the point where maybe they might not want to come back to your city to get screamed at for an hour or to get their event interrupted.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, one of those things where like... It's shocking how well the demoralizing works, because at the end of the day, they're (laughs) largely recruiting from kids who are already frustrated. And this is their their one group to feel like they have any semblance of power over their lives. So immediately being rebutted when they try to come out to do something is a pretty good way to get you from going like, maybe this is a good idea to like, I should probably rethink this shit. Or I'm just going to fucking stay home, which is exactly what you want the Nazis to do, be anything else or go home.
2: So in terms of like, if you are interested at home in starting your own counter protests on both the right and the left, I think that uh, what's the goal of a lot of protests is to build capacity. And that's why we come out and we try to shut down the right every time they come out is that we don't want them to build the capacity to get larger and larger, and then eventually be able to overpower the left physically. Uh, So when we do, when we come out is, uh, It's not just about the protest, but it's also about building connections with your comrades and building connections through them so that you get bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, when we had our first counter protest, it was, you know, probably like 20 people. And then um, as we did the, as we kept doing the work and we kept coming back and we're persistent, uh, now we're building up the rallies of like 1,500 people. And uh, yeah we're still making connections. It seems silly a little bit in
1: the moment to be blowing a vuvuzela at a Nazi because you're like I would rather be anywhere else on earth, right? The thing you have to realize about like fascists is it sucks on both sides to do praxis, to like show up. Have you ever stood somewhere with a sign? It fucking sucks, right? Like just by default. I don't like doing chants, you know? I'm comfortable public speaking. Every time I go to a DSA event, I'm half-heartedly going like, whose streets are, yeah, I know. Because that's just not my personality type, right? And you know who the personality type is that shows up to, like, straight bribe parades and dumbass Kekistan shit? The most insecure person in the world. So if you drive fascists away, they're they're not really going to come again. Like, they don't have the fortitude for it. Like, most fascists will... If you demonstrate that this is not a place that's good for them, they will not come again, and that's why I'm no longer dating Tila Tequila.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah. So, so tell me about the day of from your perspective, and then after that, I, I, after you're done, I want to hear from John because it's it's very interesting to me to hear one how it went. Like, especially as an organizer, like, that's got to be a very different feel seeing all your hard work come to fruition. What I would say from an outsider view, successfully, but I, I'm curious to see what happened, hear what happened, hear about uh, you, the police being fuckheads, which I don't even need to read anything to know that that's what happened. Um, and then I'm curious to hear from John as, like, a regular person who just fucking showed up to, to help,
2: right? So,
0: yeah, Elfin, let me, how did it go?
2: Um, so, how it went... Uh, As a summary, is Mm -hmm. is a mixed bag. Um, It's interesting for me to hear that, from an outsider's perspective, you thought it was a sex flash, and he might just be being polite because I'm, you know, the guest on the no. no, It seemed wildly successful from an outsider uh, perspective.
1: And we treat all our podcast guests like shit. Uh, Yeah, no. You could talk man dumb bitch media, be people let (laughs) us none of these people talk to us anymore.
2: (laughs) So, um. Yeah, I mean, but it's, 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 it's because, uh, you know, among people, uh, there's, there's conversations that are going on as to, uh, you know, how successful uh, people think it went. Um, so on the day of, uh, we uh, arrived to, so uh, just think about like the parade route, right? We put ourselves mm-hmm. in the path of the parade route, uh, a little bit up the street from where it starts and um we gathered our strength there at the corner but right away uh the cops showed up and they detained someone that had like a megaphone that was uh, just testing out their megaphone um and as before the march even started uh two people were arrested and i might like yeah i um I might be fudging the details a a little bit here uh so i'm sorry if uh i am but um pretty accurate bird's eye view if uh you know i was just talking about this with uh people that are on the ground yesterday i was giving my account and uh, it sounded pretty accurate so anyway um the cops arrest people right away and uh nobody knows why you know people were just uh, we were standing on the sidewalk uh we're just standing there in a park uh it's the boston public garden on the corner of Arlington and Boylston Street. And um, nobody knows why these people were arrested. But anyway, um, around uh, 1130 rolls around and uh, people start to try to get into the streets. And the cops uh, come in through as a force and physically push everybody back onto the sidewalk. Uh, it becomes pretty apparent uh, that because of the massive amount of cops and there's barriers up and down the sidewalks of uh, each side of the street, um, that mm-hmm. it's gonna be pretty hard to get into the street. Um, so um, right around 12 o'clock, the uh, straight Pride Parade starts from Copley Square. Uh, it's at this point where uh, you, know, y- you see our march uh, kind of begin. And uh, I think another attempt was made to get into the street. But now, as our people are just walking down the sidewalk, um, the arrests really start picking up. You know, the cops, uh, you know, there's, I think, some arrests the second time uh, people try to get into the street. But then the cops uh, charge into the crowd uh, through the barricades and just continue to arrest people. Now, when our march gets to the corner of, Boylston Street and Arlington Street, uh, this is the first time that pepper spray is used. And uh, the police pepper spray some people and uh, take some people away. So um, it's at this point where the straight pride parade catches up with the counter protest. And uh, people are kind of facing off across the barricades all the way from uh, Boylston and Tremont down to government center, which is probably like, I don't know, what, 10 blocks away. So uh, there's kind of a a shouting match going on. And the whole time there's arrests happening uh, periodically, you know, maybe like one every few minutes. Um, Nobody knows what the arrests are for. There's no like violence. There's like no provocation. Uh, The cops just come in and take who they can. So as the parade reaches government center, um, we found ourselves closed off from entering government center. So the march uh, tries to go around and uh, eventually the march ends up at an entrance to government center. So government center uh, for people that aren't too familiar with Boston is this like city hall
1: plaza it's a brutalist fucking disaster that no one loves just i have to make that commentary fuck you boston city hall no one <laughs> loves you your building sucks <laughs> now in time people will realize why i'm so mad at boston city exactly. hall so i'll leave that as an easter egg for the podcast <laughs> <laughs> but fuck boston city hall no one loves you so they're approaching that big ugly building that everyone hates so this is where all of a sudden they're like if these antifa yeah. super soldiers are going to get too close. We got real danger. What
2: happens then? So um, uh, our people, they gather on uh, one end of government center and they're kind of just standing there. Uh, There's enough people that there is like people on the street. But it's at this point where the police really turn up their brutality. Um, They're pushing people uh, with their bikes. um, And then there's a point where the pepper spray comes out and uh, they start pepper spraying everyone. They start pepper spraying everyone in the crowd. Uh, The medics who go to try to treat the pepper sprayed people, they get pepper sprayed and arrested. Um, The cops charge into the crowd with batons. Uh, There's a video of a kid getting punched by a cop and just like zero pretext, zero pretext. There was zero order to disperse. The cops just charged in.
0: Yeah. So, did they do anything that wasn't normal?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have to. I have to say, like, uh, <laughs> Brett's joking a little bit, but not really. Like when, no. Nah. When I was, this all this shit happened to the occupy as well. I remember vividly for you could be three blocks away from Occupy, right? Just trying to cross the street. I happen to be standing next to a businessman, right? He was on my left. The sidewalk curb is on my left. I'm very close to the curb. I'm walking towards Occupy because I got a text that's just like this working group defense right now, all hands. This is it. So I'm on my way. I'm approaching and I cross Mm -hmm. the street and we hear very briefly like last warning as we Approach Now, this guy next to me doesn't know what the fuck that is. I have some idea, right? So I stop for a second. He fully crosses. A cop tackles him to the ground in a full suit. He starts panicking and goes, I live here. I live here. They just jam his head on the ground, handcuff him, and walk him into oblivion, right? That guy had no idea what the fuck was going on. He was just vaguely close and looked like a guy a cop wanted to punch at that moment. So I guess that's what happened. Now, there's also a subway station that exits there. So a train let out, and a bunch of people suddenly came up onto that intersection. I remember one, a like, very curly-haired, like NYU-looking redhead girl, right, who's just like carrying her bag and her easel, got fucking <laughs> clotheslined into oblivion by a cop, immediately flipped over onto her chest and handcuffed. She had no idea what the fuck was going on and was just weeping the whole time and bleeding. That was approaching... The the fucking protest. So people who have never been to a protest are just like, oh, come on. I'm I'm sure Elvin's like, it wasn't that bad. The people must have really been giving up. No. Random people unaffiliated. If you're anywhere near any sort of protest on the left, the cops are not there to protect you, which it sounds like. More reason to fucking commit. Yet another case of this so i don't doubt this at all that the pepper spray came out in a way that does not meet for example the nypd patrolman handbook standards nope so a kid got punched sorry to interrupt there
2: no it's okay um but i think that your point is fair i I was talking to a comrade from new york um, and he was saying that um you know this is how new york cops normally operate here in boston uh, this is like over the past two years, the cops, uh, they come out in force. There's a ton of them, but, uh, you know, as long as there's, uh, hasn't been violence that's breaking out, they're pretty, you know, lenient. They let you do, uh, whatever, as long as you're not like throwing anything or anything like that. But this time around, um, you know, like I said before, uh, they just charged into the crowd with, uh, you know, their batons out, uh, the mace came out, there's, uh, it was one captain... Uh, that apparently did most of the macing,s uh, Captain Jack Danielecki, and uh, people are calling for J- Captain Jack to be fired uh, because he is in uh, many of the videos and many of the pictures macing people and holding up his mace yeah. can in the face. Yeah. Shitty pirate, other shitty
0: cop. Fuck that guy. And uh, this dude does not he, fuck, by uh,
2: the way. Was one of the uh, highest ranking people on the scene too. It's always, in NYPD, it's very easy because they have white shirts. So the um, cops uh, continuously charge into the crowd, uh, but people, you know, remain. People don't, like, really flee, and people hold the ground. At a certain point, uh, the cops tried to ride through the middle of the crowd because we're in the street. They ride through the middle of the crowd on their motorcycles, and um, people... Are pissed at this point and they get in front of the motorcycles um but so eventually the straight pride rally that's happening at the city hall so there's like a fucking straight pride rally happening on the stage at city hall plaza uh like nobody's there really um and after a while after a bunch of embarrassing speeches uh including miley unopolis You know what? Here's the thing,
1: though. Like, If you're going to have a rally, of course he's going to come because he has over 3,000
2: followers on
1: Gab.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So,
2: like, uh, they um, eventually leave. Uh, People are still in the streets, and the cops just continuously attack them until the street declared. At the end of the day, there were 36 arrests, uh, including 34 of us and two of the fash. Um, The cops spread the um arrestees out to different jails throughout the city and they uh spread them out to a lot of jails that were uh as far away as possible from downtown like in hyde park that's in- that's insane that's literally just the fuck the lawyers guild right that's probably i mean why why it happened there was like you know in the furthest reaches they had six people in east boston and then on the the farthest end of the way of the city that you could go they had people in hyde park uh and then people in south boston so uh at this point um i uh leave to go and uh help some comrades out uh at the jail and uh hanging out at the jail um and the at each of the police stations that i had heard of anyway and there maybe have been some that didn't have many people at it but almost at every one of the police stations we had people there uh, supporting comrades, and that was really heartening to see. Um, we managed to make up organize a bail fund via like uh, crowdfunding uh, for just such a contingency, and so we raised like twenty five hundred dollars on that. Uh, after the arrests started happening, uh, the local uh, you know uh, House of Representatives rep, Ayanna Presley, oh! she. Uh, <laughs> retweeted the tweet that had our bail fund and uh, that bail fund started filling up. Then AOC retweeted that. And so that was really cool.
0: Damn. It's like having sympathetic Congress people is useful.
2: Loved it. So um, we were hanging out at uh, like the jails and we managed to bail out to to my knowledge. uh, It's been hazy because there's so many like arrestees, but we managed to bail out everyone uh, on our side. Uh, Fuck the fash. Uh, They can fucking pay their own bail, and uh, there's enough uh, bail left over that uh, we're gonna be able to donate the remainder, and we're gonna split that between uh, the mass bail fund, who like routinely uh, bails out people, and then uh, Boston Glass.
0: So that's awesome to hear. So one, I appreciated hearing the the police charge, and yes, they arrest some people, but one. Those people are supported even after they're arrested. Uh, And to be clear, you're not going to fucking prison for this shit. They've got nothing on you. Um, And more importantly, you guys held your ground. Because at the end of the day, there's way more of you than there are even of the fucking cops. And and even more than they can handle arresting
1: little by little. If you get arrested at a protest, a lot of people are like, what if I get arrested? Um, If you're in Massachusetts... You just write the National Lawyers Guild Mass Chapter on your forearm, take a permanent marker, 617-431-6626, for example, put it on your arm when they arrest you, call that number, tell them they have a Mass Action Division that is specifically just for protests like these, tell them that you were just arrested at a protest like this, and then you'll be fine. You'll be out in no time, things will work themselves out. Probably they'll fight on your behalf, like with the Occupy people, to dismiss mass, uh, all the charges basically, and you'll be good. So don't let the fact there's tons of cops and you might get arrested, look, uh, evaluate your material conditions, but being arrested at a protest is, it's like a littering type thing. Only you have amazing socialist lawyers available uh, that'll back you up.
0: And then afterwards you put on your dating profile and hell yeah
1: yeah look i went to occupy
3: 400 years ago i'm still coasting on it i mean you you do have you do have a a a thousand pounds of ham trying to slam you into the pavement in there but buddy i got a thousand
1: pounds of ham just in my midsection
3: (laughs) (laughs) the other thing i think it's important to note here
0: is that donating to the bail funds are incredibly useful and helpful um so whenever you see those up, even if you have a dollar, by all means, throw it in the pot, retweet, make sure, or repost, whatever you got to do, because it helps. Because all it really takes is you keep it afloat long enough for someone big to get a hold of it and really blast it out, and that's great. So those things are incredibly useful if you can't be there in person. Um, Elfin, did you have anything more to summarize the day? Because I, I, I get what you would say. was It was... Not necessarily like wide, wildly successful, but from my perspective, all I heard about was like the cops being bullies and dicks, people making fun. And this is not just like the leftist fear, right? People making fun of how dumb the straight pride parade is. Like centrist were making fun of them, which, you know, admittedly, I saw the pictures. It was pretty easy to do, uh, but it seemed like largely the narrative as it as it formulated was people showed up in mass to say fuck this shit the cops were stupid assholes about it including the specific captain which please say his name again because fuck that guy right and uh it largely from our perspective seemed like a successful day so is there is there anything else that you want to add to that
2: that's definitely like the positives that i would like to bring out of this is that you know we got 1500 people uh, a huge amount to come out oh. and say fuck you to the straight bribery um the downsides of course is that uh 34 of us got arrested uh will be in the legal system for you know god knows how long and uh it was a real real big escalation a big scary escalation by the boston police and uh you know there was police from all the surrounding towns in eastern massachusetts too so um all these police descending on Boston to like really commit like atrocious violence against the, uh, you know, people, a lot of us like live here, you know, uh, like um, a lot of the people that I organize with, like we're all from around here. So, and the people from the straight Pride Parade, of course, are from out of town. Um, but the main takeaway for us, the main negative takeaway, uh, as I was saying, is that there are, there's so much police violence that came out of this that it's scary it's going to have a chilling effect on uh what's going to like happen in the future you know is it going to stop people from coming out i hope not i hope that it motivates people to you know fight back even harder
0: yeah don't get scared get Um, mad
2: another thing uh maybe that we didn't cover too is that uh during the uh in the court cases last week, uh, and yes, it is ongoing, there's uh, more court cases in the future, but in the court cases last week, uh, the prosecutors uh, wanted to drop charges for some of the protesters and Judge uh, Richard Sinnott, uh, he uh, denied yeah. the motion to dismiss or then denied like uh, the ability for the prosecutors to null props, which means like decline to prosecute uh, these cases. And um, which is against the law, and as the National Lawyers Guild uh, lawyer was trying to uh, fight this in court, uh, the judge locked her up in a, in a friggin, uh, what do you call that, um, contempt of court, locked her up for contempt of court, uh, something that I was told uh, is unprecedented, never happens.
0: But the the, the 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 protest stuff is really interesting because it gets to the point for, for people who show up and are trying to abide by the laws. It's like, what is the point of being white uh, if you're going to stand if you're going to get beaten for just standing in Boston Common with a sign, right? Yeah, like,
1: yeah. It, my agreement was that I'm white, so I get to stand in a very expensive park with a sign. Like that is what the founding fathers intended. So when Libs, who are like, you know, the system just needs a small tweak, has their sign that's like, let love win, and then they get randomly kettled and tear gassed because they hate Nazis, that's not unradicalizing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it does something. But but uh, So I, I, I definitely understand being upset about the police response. Outside of that, do you feel like largely it, it, it was good to see – to me, I, I think the the incredibly encouraging thing is the sheer numbers you brought to bear.
2: I'm encouraged by the numbers. Uh, I'm encouraged by the comradeship that people were showing throughout the day. Um, we probably, this is probably the most organized I've ever seen comrades. And, uh, you know, we'd like, a lot of us have been building relationships with each other throughout the years, but, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, you can be like friends with somebody, but like, it's like, getting arrested with someone or like being in the street with someone like this is like, you know, you really get to know someone. So like, uh, you know, that's, uh, an important part of all this too. So like, uh, you know, i love to see that. Um, and you know, I hope that they know that we'll be back and we'll be back every time, you know, we're not going to ever stop until they're done.
0: So Elvin, that that's largely how you felt the day went. Um, for a slightly different perspective, John was there as well. Um, our our intrepid programmer was a- on the ground doing practice. So yeah, yeah, that's right. If you're fucking
1: terrified, John was there. And by the way, not for nothing. But if you're listening to the podcast and you're like, these guys don't know fuck about socialism, correct? I didn't see you
3: there. Damn straight. I didn't see you there though, did I? <laughs> I, pull, I get out of the subway and already there's a bunch of cops in the subway station. I'm like, all right, I'm not too surprised. I get up top and the like, the, they've already got the parade route blocked off that. And I just look across the street and there's like, I want to say like four or 500 counter protesters there already. And I'm like, all right. So, so I start mingling. I'm looking for some of my friends there. Like I see, uh, I saw uh, Molly, socialist dog mom. Uh, running oh, around shit. with a bunch of people. Wait, Molly was there? That's awesome. She's
1: the best. She's actually the best human I've seen. It's it's unbelievable.
0: <laughs> she sits through fucking city council discussions and takes notes on them. Like, that's... that's Yeah. yeah. I,
1: she might be the only person that has sat through more municipal governance than me, and, <laughs> and, like, she did it for no reason other than Praxis. So, good for her.
3: But, I mean... Yeah, so at this point, there's there's a large police presence, but they're staying far away from the big crowd, and I'm just kind of, like, walking through the crowd trying to find the people who, my uh, my friend, and, like, there's a, we have a band playing, there's just, there, there's just basically your, your standard botley collection of uh, masked-up Antifa, DSA members, assorted, uh, assorted just queer groups, and just people, just just people, just hundreds of uh, people just kind of hanging around, waiting and waiting and waiting, and it's it goes to about twelve thirty. So I was like, like I heard the parade was supposed to start at twelve. It's like twelve thirty. Nothing has fucking happened, and then, and we're like across, or yeah, no. Uh, then, uh, then a shitload of cops show up, like just every just hundreds of bike cops are just rolling up on us there's there's so much footage of cops and motorcycles and I'm looking at the, the names of the cities I recognize like mo, like the townships and like I recognize most of them they start getting ones that are like these tiny little burbs down on the cape and I'm like what the fuck is this anyway uh so anyway the the organizers at some point are like okay this is getting fucking ridiculous and they tr- and they move everyone down uh like down like like, say, like, three city blocks down the parade route. So we end up moving down the street, and then we're in front of, uh, Emerson College at this point, which, hey, big props to the students. Apparently the, the Emerson College buildings had all gone into lockdown, and a bunch of students were just out front just, like, posting, like, sticky note signs basically saying, fuck the, uh, fuck the straight pride, uh, parade people, and, in so I many love the words. idea of an
1: administrator being like, guys, okay, uh, we need to shelter in place until the calls for redistribution of wealth have ceased.
2: <laughs> we we not want
3: students, we've seen it before what happens, and we just want to protect you from your own practice. I will say at this point, we I haven't seen the cops, like, touch anyone yet. But I know at this point, I'm already seeing on Twitter that, like, some John Brown Gun Club members got arrested. And a little bit after this, uh, bef- I th- think it's before the parade was coming. the The cops did crash the line, like like fifteen yards down from me, and I like walk over and I'm trying to like see it, but there's j- just like tons of cops coming in, and they seemed like they were just grabbing at all the fucking uh, street medics.
1: That's a really. By the way, they know to do that because they're the ones that. Make the dispersion tools less effective, so you can justify it in a municipal sense.
3: Yeah, from being in the ma- the mass, it did not seem like at any point this was going to escalate into a like launching tear gas canisters or anything. Right. Like it. It like the fact that he, the fact that like when I first heard they busted out pepper spray, like what the fuck is going on? Because it was nowhere. Like I said, I didn't see. So anyway, the, the the cops would come in, and they drag some people, and as they're dragging them off, like everyone's just fucking screaming at the cops. Uh, and then the parade rolls through, and thirty seconds later, the parade was gone because it, it was it was one float. Uh, it was a Trump twenty twenty float because that's that's what it was. I mean, th- it was so nakedly just triggering the libs. Uh, it it's kind of funny. I'm not sure. I I. Like at this point, Milo was at absolutely no low effort. He was just kind of like lounging, sort of like so you could barely even see his head. I think I think he was worried people were throwing were going to throw stuff at him.
1: For all intents and purposes, if you had taken away the Nazism and just said like citizens for Lolita, that is the exact response you would have got. (gasps) So, like, it's really hard in theory when you're at your keyboard to be like, we're going to trigger all the lives. I'm going to have the Kekistan flag. And then once you're there with, like, 1,500 people being like, dude, is your mother proud of you? Like, it's really hard to keep that energy up.
3: I I will say, like, I know Rob said you hate chanting. But I actually kind of enjoy it at points when you just learn, like, you got to kind of protect your voice. You just shout every other line. So you just you, so so like just for a significant chunk of that, I was just hearing like some people shout like no justice and just shouting no peace as loud as I could. That was really that was yeah. you don't
1: annoying. have to say the whole chant. It's like if you yell D's yeah. loud enough, people will say nuts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the uh, then the uh, the Blue Lives Matter SUV pulled up. Someone just took a sheet of printer paper and wrote Blue Lives Matter and then like put scotch tape on it. Under the side of an SUV. That that was her whole thing. I can't believe that shit. Like, it's like, not even, like, trying yeah. to have a parade at that point, you know? Like, <laughs> not even a float. You, you just had to laugh at just how, how embarrassingly lame it was. At this point, the parade's marching and uh, we're trying to keep up with them, but the parade rolling at, uh, like, three miles an hour and the bottleneck is so severe to get down the street that... We can't keep up with them, mm-hmm. and I think at the front is I'm guessing where the main bulk of arrests were occurring. But I was so far behind at that point that I, like I said, there was nothing going on. Elfin, how, how does
0: how does has his experience as attractive what you saw? Uh, yeah, it sounds pretty accurate to me. <laughs>
3: yeah, so, <laughs> so at this point where we're I'm right, I, we're like a block away, like a couple blocks away, and we're we're crossing to turn into government plaza and as like the protesters are going like there's just a shitload of bike cops and then as we walk past it i think that was when i wrote in our discord chat i think we're entering the oink zone was because we passed hundreds of riot cops it's just all riff there
1: so good you felt compelled to enter into the historic record of this podcast <laughs>
0: I just want you guys to know how how important and valuable our Discord is. People mid-protest about to be beaten by a cop are like, fuck, I got to post about this shit real
1: fast. And you know, it's funny because when Brad uh, started that whole Wayfair boycott, that was also in our Discord, right? It was like if you want to be on yeah, the front was, lines,
3: <laughs> someone who's doing someone who's doing way better practice than I am. Like I'm just fucking I'm just fucking yelling at shitheads. John, God, God bless uh, you for that
0: powerful posting energy of I'm going to post <laughs> mid protest interacting so, with
3: cops. We got to we're at the government center with the barricades, and so we basically are just all filled in and just kind of stopped. And that's when the cops like at I was on. Uh, uh, I, I was on, like, the, like, I I was still somewhat closer to the front, and I had just kind of filtered off to the front that way, uh, and that was when, like, definitely we saw lots of scuffling, lots of shouting, not at the Nazis, but at the fucking, like, into the middle of the scrum and cops, but, uh, as you said, when they were trying to ride a whole bunch of bikes through it, I saw it, like, ten feet in front of me, a bunch of, like, protesters ran in and sat, da- sat down, and they uh, they they surrounded the protesters. They brought in the bike cops, pushed everyone back. Pretty they were, they were fucking shoved me pretty good at, uh, in there. And they arrested a bunch of people that happened. And then I think at some point, like somewhere in there, the, the the parade people were doing something, but they were so fucking far away from us. And there were like it seems like there were six of them up there, maybe that. No one was really paying any attention to them at that point for like a good half hour. So at one point I was like, well, government plaza's big. I'm going to walk around, like take a circle around it. And as I get up top, there's there's a line of fences there and like three cops and no one's there. So I just kind of like look there for a bit, but you're even further away from them at this point. There's like nothing there. And then I just, but at that point I was like, I hadn't seen like people were not like uh, people were just tweeting about arrest stuff. So I was just like, okay, at this point, like this is it. They're like, they're going to be, they're going to be penned in there for another couple of hours. And uh, so then I walked to Chinatown to just kind of like cool off.
1: Uh, I don't blame you for that. And, and to me, that's a very natural reaction. I, I know after I watched the unmarked SUV hop out and uh, four plainclothes officers randomly just beat the shit against the wall of five to seven um, Occupy protesters on West Broadway, south of Canal, very clearly in broad daylight for fucking everyone. Um, You know, when I saw that happen, I had a similar response to you, which is I went to WoHop on Mott Street and I had some really good orange chicken. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> all right so we've heard from both perspectives now um and i i will take a quick aside here to say no matter how much you don't think you can do this john is an admitted soft boy who still shows up to this shit so obviously assess your material conditions but show up and contribute if you can that said elvin how did you think uh give us sort of like summary of the day What well well what, what didn't go well what do you want to do in the future right like how do we want to maintain the numbers at least hopefully dial down the police brutality even if that's optimistic um, and go from here
2: all right so uh what went well is that we got 1500 people plus out onto the streets of boston to oppose fascism and we made them look small we made them look stupid and as we discussed earlier from an outside perspective uh, looks like we did pretty well on that day uh what didn't go well of course the extreme police brutality that got meted out to the public um it was uh targeted uh they really were uh trying to make us pay a high cost uh, for being leftists and for uh organizing out on the streets uh but that being said uh there's lots of next steps uh first next step is number one uh, we need to make sure that the fascists uh don't come back out again unopposed you know, they're probably feeling pretty good after that, uh, after a lot of people got arrested and they saw, um, you know, all of their least favorite people uh, get pepper sprayed and you know beaten up. They are probably really happy about that. Um, so when they come back out again, we got to make sure that we get out a crowd just as big or bigger to make sure that, you know, they are going to know that Boston is going to be yeah. a hostile environment in order to organize. Um, but beyond that, um, we need to take some steps right now to kind of push back against this, uh, brutality. Uh, number one, uh, judge Sinnott, the judge that, uh, was, was denying the prosecution's motion to dismiss the charges. He needs to go. He needs to get off the bench and we need to organize around, uh, getting him, um, off the bench and making sure that he's no longer Boston judge. So he needs to go. Number one, number two. Uh, Captain Jack Danielecki, he uh, needs to be fired. Um, oh, yeah. That's the long and short of it. Like He was there instigating violence all day long to people, pepper-spreading people right in the face, yep. and uh, he needs to be fired. I would uh, ask the people uh, follow um, Solidarity Against Tate Boston and also the uh, Boston Anti-Nazi Network. Uh, There's a new group that uh, formed and they had a protest just this past saturday against the police brutality that happened um the week before that is a um group to look out for because i think that they might be having more actions in the future and that's like a way to get involved and like pushing back against uh you know basically our city government turning against us you know the the state really the people you know, I know that they're not, you know, they're, you know, the co-ops aren't really like our protectors, but like any semblance of that being true, uh, especially for people who's, uh, it might've been their first action out there, yeah, uh, that's evaporated, you know? So, um, and then of course, uh, you got, uh, me, uh, us rather, uh, at, at, uh, boss, uh, underscore solidarity, uh, we're going to be keeping up the fight and uh, we're going to make sure that, um, you know, we get some justice for, you know, what's happened here at the straight bride parade.
0: Oh yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on Alvin and talking to us about this. It was really interesting to hear sort of how this process works. Obviously keep us abreast of anything else that happens. We're happy to push it out. Um, So for everybody listening again, that's at BOS underscore solidarity. If I'm going to give a final takeaway here as well, it's, Show the fuck up in any way, shape, or form that you can show up because that is 95% of it. And every new person that shows up and talks about the fact that they show up to this shit is going to pull more people over, Um, which is really the most important thing here. And uh, if you want to just organize, uh, start the way Elvin did. Start with your friends, you know, start with whatever small group you've got and just build from there because that's the basic possible level, basic building block of organizing here. Rob, do you have any final thoughts here?
1: Yeah, fucking Marks and Engels were fucking nerdy as hell and they managed to organize. So no matter who you are or what obstacles stand in your way, like, if you commit to it, it's doable. Frankly, uh, to, to speak from my own perspective, I can't believe anyone is listening to this and yet, apparently you are. So if that isn't, a motivating factor to the idea that no matter what it is you're doing, the first step is just do it. And then things will probably build from there. This is it. Thanks, Elvin. Thanks again for
0: joining us. Really appreciate it. Um, thanks for coming on and talking about the organization and the up. Yeah, did.
2: yeah absolutely.
0: So uh, again, everybody, thanks for listening. This is Brett. Everyone on this board, we had Rob at Dumb and Awful. We had John at Cali underscore TFF. And again, um, Elvin from at BOS underscore Solidarity. All right, thanks, y'all. And if you want to talk about this stuff and avoid work during the day, that's what we got the Discord for. And like we said earlier, you might get a random person like John in the middle of a protest posting about it. Uh, We also have a merch store now. We post a bunch of random stuff up there. If after listening to this, you just thought, man fuck the police we do have a fuck pig shirt and it makes both a handsome uh sticker and mug i've discovered i actually have a few of those now i'm pretty pretty proud of that one we're trying to throw a bunch of stuff up whatever you're interested in great it all just goes to supporting the show doing stuff like this um we also have the patreon and with that you get the full back catalog of bonus ups we do but check that out and uh thanks for listening y'all come by say hi sometime